Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today we're going to be talking about sacramental wine. That's right. We're going to take a look at some facts about the wine used in church that you probably never knew. And we're going to be drinking some of this wine and telling you which ones are the best. In vino veritas. Guys, uh, this is an exciting episode. I, I think you know we're not we're not drinking Camus or anything like that. Which I mean, is great. Well, it's it's fine, but you know it's it's going to be a very interesting episode. I think a lot of people don't know about sacramental wine, and this episode is going to really allow them to understand a lot of nuances of sacramental wine that they've never known. And we're breaking out my mama's wine glasses, all these right. uh, these like short no stem uh, glasses here, and we're gonna taste test all of these Onita sacramental wines, and we're gonna rate those. So make sure that you stay tuned to the very very end of the show, and we even have a really cool offering that we're gonna offer some of our our people out there. That's right, and we'll tell you more about that a little bit later. Yeah, so we're gonna take the cork out of this a little bit here, right? <laughs> Ooh, hey, right. Wow. Wow. Are we uncorked? We are uncorked. Very good. Catholic talk show uncorked. Look, I was I was an altar boy, right? And you yeah. used to sneak the wine. You're darn right I did. Dude. <laughs> Timmy Aaron, Timmy O'Donnell, if you're watching this, I'm ratting us out. Father Kevin, I'm sorry if you're watching this. <laughs> Look, man, we were altar boys, and it was like, I, I got to taste this stuff, right? Dude, I would have picked up on your shenanigans, no doubt. I yeah. know. We were good. We were good. But let's like, look, it's right there. It's very tempting. Now, it wasn't consecrated wine. And I okay, think it's very good. important today to mention, none of the wines that we're drinking yes. are yeah, consecrated wines. Right. There is nothing wrong with us drinking and enjoying these wines. They're not consecrated. But they are a valid species to be able to be consecrated during the Mass. And, and be that's made an into important the, thing to discuss because, I mean, that's You can't be just use any wine off the shelf. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you can't go that's out and right. get some... Uh, Apothic or yeah. what's the Australian stuff? They're like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Right. <laughs> There's no crackling <laughs> rosy shack. You ever see that buck shack in a in a jug? No. Buck shack. You've yeah, exposed it's yourself now. Buck shack. Wow. Big shout out to Father Matt King who introduced me to the wine. Buck shack. Oh wow. No, it's legit. But there's canon laws governing the preparation of this wine that you see on the screen. If you are watching us on YouTube, if you're not watching us on YouTube. You should. And if you haven't, go to YouTube today, subscribe, click the bell so that you get every single one of our productions. And there's really, really cool content like blooper reels and things that we put out there as well. So make sure that you're connecting with us on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are on all of the audio podcast forums from iTunes to Podbean to Spotify. So many podcast forums. So check out www.catholictalkshow.com. You'll see every way that you could listen in or view our content. Before we get started, big shout out to our patrons. 
If you want to support the show financially, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon, and you'll see all the cool materials that we want to send your way for supporting our show. Awesome. Now, you mentioned canon law. Yeah. You cannot use just any wine to be made into the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ at the consecration during Mass. Can't do it, right? But you can pretty much use just about any kind of wine. But mm -hmm. there are some very specific rules governing the the type of the production of the wine for Mass. And this comes from uh, Canon Law, uh, Canon 924. 924. says, The most holy sacrifice of the Eucharist must be celebrated in bread and in wine, to which a small quantity of water is to be added. So right there. The water is the holy water, right? No, it, I don't no, think it's they, just water. Yeah, it's just water. Really? Yeah. So the water they put in the wine is not holy water. No, it's not. There's nothing wow. specific about it. It's just I regular didn't know water. That. In the east, sometimes they'll use boiling water. Wait, yeah. hot water? Hot water. In wine. Yeah, which Weird. kind of talks about the, the, the spiritation of it. But yeah. adding the water to it is the co-mingling. So there's a couple... Um, like Jesus the, on the cross. Jesus the on the cross. Blood and water blood came and through. Water. Wow. There, but then and there's also holy water. But there's yeah. also the divine yeah, and, the, and the, the man. In fact, the commingling of the water and the wine at Mass is a beautiful moment. It's an ancient tradition. And the brief rite of pouring water into wine is used for consecration, and it goes all the way back to the Last Supper when it was the common practice among the Jews and in Mediterranean culture in general. Um, and something interesting about the Council of Trent is that they would even go so far as to excommunicate whoever denied the need for this mixture, Canon 9, Session 22, which is really cool. And, you know, you look all the way back to, to this process of co-mingling, which is, which is the mystery of what Christ accomplishes in his divinity with our humanity in the transformation that we undergo in that divination process of what Christ accomplishes in our, in our spiritual communion, mm -hmm. certainly at Eucharist. Now, another thing is it, the canon doesn't specify what type of wine. Right, it could be Rioja, Crianza, it could be Syrah, it could be Boone's Farm. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> specify what type, but it does specify the production methods and the purity of it. Gotcha. So, going on in um, Canon or in Part Three of Canon Nine Twenty Four, the wine must be natural, made from grapes of the vine, and not corrupt. It's also further stipulated that there can be no additives. You can't add like sulfites and preservatives. You can't none of that stuff will. Yeah, fly. which is a very mm -hmm. common thing. It really is. Try, good luck show. finding oh, yeah. a non-sulfite wine. Yeah. Right? yeah. And in yeah. Italy and Europe, you know, there's different places that that don't oh. carry them. But when you're when you're storing something for longer periods of time, and and right. you know, like everything that we drink really in America is that some of the newer organic wines are, are mm -hmm. kind of limiting that. But yeah. it's true. Everything that you basically see in Publix or wherever you go to school pay, or go to grocery stores. Um, go to know, school? Pay, go to school. Well, like you, the right. Catholic school that you went to and you were dipping into that sacramental <laughs> wine. So the pig, Piggly Wiggly, you know, Vons, wherever Giant you're at. <laughs> There's preservatives in there your is. stuff. Um, well, you know what you say in Italy, they serve a lot of wine that's fresh, you know, and, and it's not preserved. Mm -hmm, you know, it's exactly. like it's ready to go to the table. And it is so delicious. It's delicious. I prefer Spanish wines, and we'll get into that. But mm -hmm. Spanish yeah. wines are my favorite. Now, there's all the, there's also some further stipulations, and we'll talk about the preservatives, right? Because you do want it to store for a while. Um, Catholic wine needs to be actually pretty strong. You know, you can't have any of this, you know, weak, Grape skinny juice. girl wines, right? Never had that. 
girlfriend, what are you talking about? So it actually stipulates how much alcohol by volume the wine has to have. It has to be between 5 and 18%, which is between 10 and 36 proof. Never had a wine 5%. Like, I don't know what that would There's look like. There's low alcohol wines and stuff like that out there. Really? Yeah, but you mm -hmm. you have 18% is it's pretty strong wine. Oh, yeah, that's strong. But that's really yeah. where you want it to be at. That's kind of the magic number for a good Catholic sacramental wine is 18%. Mm -hmm. and there's a few reasons for that. Number one, you want it to be able to last a long time. You want it to be able to be a good wine, right? You don't so serve... So the more alcoholic content, the stronger it is, the longer it it'll, lasts. It'll last, right. Now... There was a you're not allowed to add any preservatives to the wine, but there you can add um like port or or sherry to it, right? You can add so you're making you can add fortified wines to your regular wine. So you fortify it with port. Right. To get it up from a grape. From a grape, exactly. Yeah. It says one hundred percent pure grape. And this one is uh, alcohol 12% by volume. Okay. But what's interesting, it says it contains sulfates. Yeah. Sulfites. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. That's no good. That's no bueno. We'll see. But having strong wine helps it last longer. And they, they found that by adding ports, sherries, fortifying the wine, getting yeah. it up to 18% more it lasts alcohol longer. alcohol leads to That's more right. preservation. Now, there is people who have addiction issues with drinking they re there's a lot of people a lot of people suffer from that yeah and even though we're having fun without you know alcohol and mm -hmm. wine in this episode mm -hmm. that shouldn't be understated and everything should be enjoyed in moderation yes right? absolutely but that's why that's why they have um mustum that's exactly What's right a mustum? so sometimes sometimes a priest maybe who has a really bad drinking problem still needs to celebrate mass but yeah. he can't mm -hmm. drink alcohol because mm -hmm. he's it's just too much of a you know, an issue with them. Do so they have to consummate the mass by drinking. Can yes. they not? Mm -hmm. You have to. Because I know. Yeah, okay. it, it's not like you could just uh, receive the host and that's it. You have to receive it's under both species. Right there in Canon 924. It you has to, to be. And then the priest the has to consume it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they have a thing called must, which is comes from Latin for like the young wine. And basically it's like um Grape juice, grape juice almost with, becoming wine. But it has all the seeds and stems, the skins in it and everything. Whoa. Right? Because that's how you make wine. You crush it up yeah, and, you, and then that. you filter it. Yeah. But you're drinking this stuff when it just starts to ferment. And this, uh, you know, will have a very low... Not something you want on the table. No. No one's... No. You're not no going one, yeah. and reading a good book with a glass of must. No. <laughs> you know, it's not... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because yeah. it's not... Fully fermented. But, you know, the church in, in her wisdom has found that there's instances where you have to have that. Now, you, there's no, you know, like with the Eucharist, you can't have low, no, you gluten can't have free. no gluten. You, you can't, can't have, have gluten, gluten free. free. Even though people call it gluten free, there's it's still not some. gluten free. There's still a small uh, yeah. amount of gluten in the in the host. Same thing oh. with must, right? It's, there's still some mm -hmm. alcohol in it, right? So it's, technically, it's low gluten. And low, low alcohol low content. Alcohol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so those are some of the requirements, right? Mm -hmm. Now, but you can use any grape. You can use, you know, Pinot Grigio, Pinot Noir. You can use uh, Malbec or whatever the kind Sauvignon. of Sauvignon. Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> Sauvignon, Sauvignon Franc. Sauvignon Franc. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Oh, oh. Yeah, right. You can use any of those. So there's really not a type of wine, but necessarily right. the... It's great. The, the fruit of the vine. The Right. And even in the mass, 
there's the part that I always hear and I always love. It's, you know, this work of human hands, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That yes. it's an offering. And it calls, to, and I, you know, sometimes they'll say, so important, you know, that calls to mind the offering of Abel the just, right? Yeah. Who, Melchizedek. Well, Abel, right? Because yeah. Abel offered grains where Cain was offering meat, right? Yeah. And it's that, that offering. Um, but why wine? Why, why is wine so important? Now, obviously, Last Supper, right? Jesus yeah. said, take this cup, all of mm-hmm. you drink from it. It'll be yeah. shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Um, but there's, a, I mean, that goes back to the to the Jewish Passover meal, right? Yes. You had to have that wine. Yeah. And the wine was an important part of so many Jewish ceremonies and so much of life. Because back then in the ancient world, you couldn't drink water consistently. Because water would have bacteria. Water would be unreliable. You couldn't store it for long because yeah. then, it, you know, it go bad, right? You know, it'd start developing disease. So you had to find ways to preserve water, especially in these arid desert climates. So wine and fermented drinks, beer, wine became incredibly important just for survival. Yeah, they they burned out all the bacteria. Exactly. And yeah. they and they lasted a long time. Oh. And they had also a lot, it's a way of getting a lot of calories too, which yeah. is important, right? In a calorically challenged world. Yeah. Um, so the ancient relationship with wines and beers was one of necessity and survival, but one of a, a really deep relationship between everyday life. So you see this in the Jewish customs, and then you see Jesus and the apostles celebrating the Passover and then instituting the Eucharist at that Last Supper, mm. and that's where we get the wine. And it is an absolute necessity because it was at the Savior's command that we celebrate and remember him by <clears throat> drinking of the cup. And so what we're talking about is the purity of the wine, right? Because additives can be placed into a wine bottle just like beer, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So like the modern productions, I, I think that's what it is. It, mm-hmm. It's a modern production that we have today that offsets all this stuff and and what i'm what i'm reading too is and when it comes to purity what's meant is like natural right so that Mm -hmm. natural wine is is the uh the term that's used in canon law and that there are allowances of sulfites in the process of making the wine but it cannot corrupt um the wine itself. Well, sulfites can happen occur naturally, correct? Well, it's it's apparent that that uh, like Saint Petersburg issued a letter um, from the from the diocese. Sulfites are added in such small amounts that the Holy See has had no objection to them, okay. since their presence does not corrupt the wine. Another commentary. Um, from the Holy Father, the wine that is used in the most sacred celebration of the Eucharistic sacrifice must be natural from the fruit of the grape, pure and incorrupt, not mixed with other substances. Great care should be taken so that the wine intended for the celebration of the Eucharist is well conserved and has not soured. And and that's that's where it's almost giving allowance for a small amount of, of addition of, okay, of sulfites. What is a small amount of sulfite? You know, like, I don't know. I don't know how much sulfites, what is what, but I'm sure it's a negligible amount enough to, you know, maintain whatever it needs to maintain. For a smaller period of time right. than something in a bottle for eight years. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh, one scripture that I really love. It's First uh, Timothy 5.23, and it goes back to that kind of thought of in the, in the ancient world needing to drink wine. 
And Paul is writing to Timothy and he said, drink no longer only water, but you drink a little wine for your stomach's sake and for your often sicknesses. And that's fair because, you know, Timothy was, you know, really trying to be a good boy, right? Not drinking and stuff. And he's only drinking water, but he's getting all these bacteria and stuff and it's messing him up. And Paul's saying, look, man, look. Drink the alcohol, it'll defeat all that stuff. No, it's not even defeated. It's, you know, wine, even though you're trying to have this perfect abstinence, it's, it's messing you up. So your abstinence is not as important as having some good health by drinking something that's a little healthier for you instead of you know, bacteria-laden water, you're drinking some wine, it's safer. Yeah. So he's kind of given him license to loosen up his own personal restrictions. Yeah. But I, I love that that quote by St. Paul. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, look, man, your stomach hurts a lot and you're not feeling good, drink a little wine. It's mm-hmm. good yeah. advice. Yeah. Which I think we should do. I think we should do that as well. Yeah. Where Let's, should we start? I mean, and like, what are we trying to tell everybody that's listening so, today with all this? Well, so there's the wine industry owes a lot to the Catholic Church. Okay, during prohibition, you weren't allowed to sell alcohol, right? And you had these massive vineyards, right? Yeah. Well, what are they going to do when they can't make wine anymore? Well, they make it. What do they do with it? Well, you can't even make. You weren't even allowed to make it. So what happened is the Catholic Church still needed wine for mass, so the Catholic Church would get contracts with a lot of wineries and a lot of very old wineries owe their continued existence to the Catholic Church because they wouldn't have existed in Prohibition without the church and without the bishops getting special permission. Wow. And there's a lot of bishops who were selling a little bit of that wine on the side, too. Yeah, of course they were. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't you. Well, because it's legal and you should be a just person. But (laughs) you know that a lot of these bishops were doing it, right? And a lot of them were building these really nice churches in the 1920s like, you know, Al Capone, big, big churches paid for with prohibition money, you know, bootlegging. Uh, let's not throw so, Al Capone in this thing because there's no well, demonstrable evidence. No, no, Al Capone that, was a bootlegger right? and these bishops were bootlegging too. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. Well, you know. well, one of those bootlegging bishops that we uh, have here with Onita is 1872, the most reverend Bernard J. McQuaid. Yes. And Rochester, New York. He established Onita Vineyard. Yep. So that's the uh, that's the wine, the sacramental wine that we have to taste today. We have six versions, and then the last version we'll tell you about at the very end of our taste test, which is a, a really cool thing that's related to my parish here at St. John Paul II. Yeah, Onita's one of the biggest brands. There's three really big brands of church wine. So if you go to church yeah. and have the wine, it's probably one of the three. It's probably either uh, Kribari, Onita, or Mount LaSalle. Those are the yeah. big three, basically, in the United States. The United States. Yeah. Now, the Vatican has their own official supplier of wine. So yeah. all the wine, two interesting things from about the Vatican. from Spain, isn't it? It is from Spain, and that's what Why I was talking not? about. Why mm-hmm. not? Well, there's a few reasons. Number one, they have an exclusive contract, right? Um, I said, why not? Why not what? <laughs> well, because Spanish wine is awesome. Why not Spain? It's awesome wine. Right. Yeah. And oh, I love Riolas. Oh. Yeah. Riojas, Cri- uh, Crianzas, Tempranillos, Grenache. Grenache. Those are my favorites. Yeah, Rioja oh is my favorite. Well, Rioja is actually the type of wine they serve in the Vatican. Mm. It's oh, Haras really? Cordon Rioja, wow. made specifically yeah. for the Vatican. Yeah. And it's an exclusive contract. That's they excellent. Are the and how many centuries is that contract? Only been in back place? only back for about um 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is like the first time I've ever heard the church is at a 17 year anything going but on. The church and popish Spanish wine goes back a long time, right? Yeah, of course. Um, there's still to this day you can get a wine called a Borgia wine, okay? And the Borgia wine is grown 
in the former vineyards of the Borgias, who were Pope Alexander VI. Hmm. And he was, you know, everyone knows Pope Alexander VI, the Borgia Pope, this most corrupt pope or whatever. Dude made some good wine, though, and his vineyards are he still pumping. He didn't make any corrupt wine, that's no, for sure. His, his wine, his vineyards no are still pumping out. So you can find a Spanish Borgia wine and know that they were made typically on vineyards that the Pope used to own. And there's also a very famous type of wine. It's called Chateauneuf de Pop, which was made in Avignon, France. Oh, oh, and it's still, oh de Pop. That wine still to this day will have the papal insignia on it. Mm. And you can buy that. Yeah, really that's cool. Good. I'd like to try Where that. Where can you buy that? You can order them online. You can order them oh. at a lot of really specialty wine oh, that's stores. Nice. Most expensive bottle of wine I've ever had. Really? No, that, not one of those. Oh, okay. I had, a, so I went to Burn Steakhouse <laughs> in Tampa. Oh, yeah. Which is great. It's the number two steakhouse in the country. But it has the best wine cellar in North America. Mm -hmm. The largest Without and best wine cellar in North America, Burn Steakhouse. And I went there and, you know, I had a couple of Manhattans and I was feeling a little bit saucy, getting a little drunk, right? Yeah. And, I, I and, and then they, they bring out the wine list. And I'm like, I'm looking through it. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a great bottle of wine. I'm going to spend 100 bucks or something like that. I'm going to get a really good bottle of wine. And I see on the list a 1980, I was born in 1980, a 1980 Pope Clement VII wine, right, made at Pope Clement's Vineyard the year I was born. I'm like, okay. you've got to do that. How much was it? It's nine hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. I, I. But I'm like, I'm Is never that the one you drank in the airport. <laughs> so, nine hundred dollar <laughs> bottle of wine, right? Made from in 1980 by the Pope's Vineyard. Okay, I. But you're never going to get this opportunity again. So never. you drop the nine hundred dollars if you can afford it. I could afford it at the time, so I got it. So I had a couple of glass, I had like a glass of it. And then we ate like some rabbit and some Chateaubriand. I'm full and I'm like, I can't eat anymore. I can't drink anymore. I'm done. They're like, well, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking this bottle home. I'm not spending $900 and like taking the bottle, but they cork it for you and they take it home. So then I go to a meeting the next morning and whatever. And then I have to go to the airport to go back home. And I've got this bottle of wine still in a paper bag that's been <laughs> sitting in the car all day in Tampa heat. Yikes. And we get to the airport. I'm like, oh no, I'm not dumping out and... A $900 bottle of wine. Well, yeah, so, what, half of it left? I don't like know. Like three quarters of it left. No way, so, you dummy. What are you doing? No, I didn't I didn't pour it out. So but I, you're an idiot. <laughs> Why didn't you drink the whole thing and take an Uber home? Well, no, I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't want to get... Uh, we're hammered. talking about moderation, right. Delacrosse. I don't know. Come on. It's his birthday. So it's, here's what... No, it wasn't my birthday. It was made in 80. I know, it's, it's your birthday. birthday. So I go to the airport, and we're like, well, what are they going to do with this? So... I drank a whole bottle of $900 Pope wine out of a paper bag in the uh, a <laughs> hot Pope wine out of a paper bag in the airport <laughs> rental car return parking lot. That's phenomenal. So what you're saying is the Pope has vineyards. Uh, the Pope has vineyards. to that, please. There's better ways to drink it, but I still have yeah. that bottle. Dude. If you ever see when we're on our remote shoots and you see my background, that bottle is over my left shoulder. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. So, I had a 1982 Chianti in that in that because I was born in '82 mm -hmm. in uh, in that restaurant, and it was the cheapest 1982 bottle that I could get. It was, How much was that? It was still like 80 bucks or something oh, like that. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I do keep a bottle of wine for all of my kids from the year they were born, so that when they turn That's 21, really cool. I'll have a bottle of wine. With That's them. brilliant. Very That's good. a very good so idea. So if you have yeah. kids and you know your That's kids a are still really young, good idea. get a bottle of wine from the year they were born. Maybe get a couple of them. That mm -hmm. way you can give them when they're 21, when they're 30, when they're 40, because then they got this old wine, and it's, it's always going to be something special. After a certain amount of time. There, you have to ask a good 
you know, wine store, hey, is this a bottle that will last? Because some are meant yeah. and some aren't. Some and the, like bad. the Chianti, it wasn't the best wine I yeah. ever had. Yeah. And it was really but filled with a ton of sediment and stuff. Terrible. But it, it, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but it was the experience. Yeah. And that's what you're really, when you go to that restaurant, you're, you're paying for what the experience. What about the experience of drinking God's blood? Nothing, That's what we're talking about. Nothing right now. compares to Let that. Let me bring this back to what this is for. To the Catholic for. talk show, not to, to the Sommelier Ca- wine show. Yeah, right? <laughs> like I'm not concerned about you drinking a bottle of wine in the airport and you, I don't even drinking know about your you. Drinking sediment. Huh? I had sediment all over my <laughs> teeth, Ryan. Yeah, I, you, you want your wine as free of sediment as possible. And just like, you know, you have to, your wines have to be free of additives and everything. Uh, purity is really important. And, there's something else that should be free, and that's Hollow. Hollow is the number one Catholic app. If it were a wine, it'd be a Chateauneuf de Pop. Mm. It would be Camus. It'd be the finest wine because it is a, it is a fine vintage of an app. And you'd be and willing it, to spend nine hundred dollars on this type of an app. And but, see, what the great thing is, you could use this in an airport parking lot and make sense. <laughs> it does. That's exactly what it's for, right? Absolutely. Now, great wine in the airport parking lot? No. Hollow, anywhere you want to go, you have the deep treasury of the prayer life of the church at your fingertips. Look, I mean, is that worth $900? What do you want to do? I mean, that's, that's worth $900. Absolutely. But you know what? We're not going to do that. You no. know what we're going to do? We're going to give it to our listeners free. Do you know why? Because they're awesome and we love them. That's right. So if you go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash hollow, you can get the number one Catholic app for free. For a limited period of time, but then after that, you'll pay for the premium features because you're yeah. gonna gonna get you know you're gonna get hooked on it because it's great. And then yeah. you're gonna be going there all the time. I mean, like I, I can't imagine anything in this world bringing you closer to Christ than a Bible, right? But outside of that, you've got this app that has the treasures of the church, literal tre- like chant, like. Minute prayers, uh, the Lexia daily, Divina, the Alexia Divina and daily prayers. Father Mike Schmitz, he's a treasure of the church. Yeah, <laughs> he is a treasure of the church, and I he love, does a Bible in one year. I can't say enough about the guy. I, look, you know, we should do an episode. <laughs> All right, enough. Okay? We should do an episode about Mike Schmitz and how awesome he is. <laughs> but they also and his awesomeness is contained is. in the Hallow app. And I couldn't yes. be contained in a bottle. That bottle explode because no one puts new Mike Schmidt in old wine skins because <laughs> it would burst with awesomeness. <laughs> but Jonathan Rumi now. Jonathan Rumi's the man. He's yeah. also on the Hallow app. Yeah. And we had him on the show, and he prayed the Our Father in Aramaic on our show. Can I make a request to the Hallow app, guys? Alex, Alejandro, Alessandro. Alessandro, please put Jonathan Rumi putting the Aramaic Our Father on your Great app. Idea. That yes. is like, it's I beautiful. would play that over and over again. That's something people would pay for, but they don't need to because it's free. If you go to CatholicTalkShow.com <laughs> forward slash hollow. Um, but, you know, if you have a problem sleeping, have a nice glass of wine and then listen to their sleep prayer stories. Jonathan yeah. Rumi tells you a really nice story in his, yeah. in his luxuriant, yeah. rich voice. That sounds like Cordobin leather. <laughs> and you're just going to fall right asleep. Mahogany. You're going to sleep like a, I, I would say a baby, but babies sleep like crap. They just scream and cry and, you know. Not mine. That's why I had seven. Okay, there you go. Well, they sleep it's like Della Cross. I got good genes. <laughs> I think Della Cross Eye is plural for Della Cross, right? That's right. I mean, I you're think. a sleeper, dude, and if you pass that gene to your kids, man, they probably sleep like absolute champs. Probably. Yes. So anyway, hollow.com, number one Catholic app. Get it for free, catholictalkshow.com forward slash hollow. Number one yeah. Catholic university, my alma mater, Ave Maria University. If you want to get closer to God 
And, you know, you've got the Hallow app. You've got a devotion to the Word of God. you got devotion to the Eucharist. By far, you need to go to a university like Ave Maria because outside of that, truly— is a great, great university based on the Catholic heritage of scripture and tradition, veritatis splendor, the splendor of truth, pursuing truth, fetus quarens intellectum, faith-seeking understanding. It is a community that is based on the Catholic life, and they have close to 40 undergrad degrees available. They have master's programs, PhD programs, and the best part about this university is at the very heart of it is the church of Ave Maria Town. And in that beautiful church that really depicts what the words Ave Maria mean, Hail Mary from the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel announcing Hail Mary, full of grace. In that respect, on the facade of the church, you have a beautiful marble relief of the Annunciation scene with the 12 apostles. And as you enter into the sanctuary, it is one of the most breathtaking churches in the United States. And the and our young people who attend school at Ave Maria get to go to that church daily. See, but it's not just, not I don't want to say just, but it's not only the Catholic worship aspect of Ave Maria. Now, you found your vocation there and, and you became a priest. Now, vocation doesn't always mean being a priest or a nun. A lot of times vocation, and vocation means to be called from Latin vocari. Your vocation is who you are and what you are meant to do in life. Ave Maria helps young people find that through amazing programs, amazing mentors, amazing friendships, amazing campus and environment to find your... To find the vocation in your life, right? You know, you might be a... Uh, you know, a marine biologist, they have courses on that. You might want to be a business administrator. They have courses on that. But it's more mm. than a job. It's a vocation. So when, if you're you around, are, when you're around people that think the same, that are there for God, that expand into 40 different degrees. And challenge you. Right? You got people studying law that are friends with people studying accounting. That's right. Right? But the the core of who they are is their faith. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's that's what the school tries to drive. And and when you connect with people in that way, that's when the vocation appears. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, so if you're a young kid listening to this and you're concerning considering college, number one, this episode is probably not for you. You're not allowed to drink until you're 21. Yeah. Don't do it. But if you are listening to and this. And if any of my kids are out there that actually alter serve, don't even get good uh, bad yeah, ideas no, from this guy. Don't, don't, don't. That was the 80s. You can you can get away with it back then. But nowadays, <laughs> they, you can't get away with that anymore. Times have changed, right? Yeah. I've got cameras right. everywhere. But No more Michael Jackson. <laughs> go to AveMaria.edu, and you can learn um, more about the school. So go find your vocation, Ave Maria. Go Jirenes. Amen. All right. Now let's go find the best sacramental wine from the Onida Winery. Are these all Onida? Yeah, these are all Onida with the exception of one, which we'll taste at the end. It's Oneda. So... No, it's, it's o- <laughs> it says O-N-E-D-A. Like it looks like a dictionary, you know, where it's like trying to get you to say it correctly. It. And yeah. you're saying it wrong. No, but it says O and then there's ne <laughs> or ni. The knights who say knee, Ryan. Let's not get in the weeds right now. Ryan, we're, we're what we have so here is you. a St. Michael's blush. I'm going to hit you with the wine cork okay. right now. So this is head. a pink wine. Okay. All right, so we need some structure. Let's let's try these wines. Ryan, tell us what kind of wines we've got. Well, this is the mystery wine that uh, Father Rich has. We'll talk about that later. We're going to go red to white, maybe a little bit of rosé over there. I don't let's know. Let's see what we got. Let's this see. This is the Onita St. Michael's Red. All right. 
And this is the Onita St. Michael's Rosé. Rosé all day is what... Rosé all day. day. You say that all the time. That's like your motto in life. <laughs> no, it's not. Dude, it's you had that tattooed over your belly button in old English writing. <laughs> I'm going to break a bottle over your head if you don't shut up. Yeah, of rosé. Would you please keep it, it going? Structure. Chalice Concord. Try making it very fancy. It's Chalice Concord. Can you get Concord. the other ones over Let's there? Let's see here. Pink Delaware. Pink Delaware. That's no, probably Shield's favorite. I'm, yep. I'm going to guess. Sure. I'm sure. He's a pink guy. And then we've got Hout Sauternay. Can I see that? Hout Saturn. Hout Saturn. Okay. Okay. Wow. You need some French help? I don't know. I don't know if that was right. That's what it looks like. (laughs) And then St. Michael's Blush. St. Michael's Blush. blush. St. Michael doesn't blush. He's a pick. No. It's a pink no, one. He's a confident. No. He crushes. He's a confident guy. He should be called Saint St. Michael's Crush. Crush. Yeah. All right. We're, Ooh, let's refer to that as St. Michael's Crush. Sorry, Onita. St. Michael's Crush. Onita. Yeah. St. Michael's Crush. Yeah. Let's yeah, change on. that. Okay. Pink so we're going to start. Needs work on that name too. Should we start red? Red to, to. We should always do that. Yeah. You should always do that when you're tasting wine. Really? Okay. Yeah. Red to white. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. Delacrosse is real. We need to. We need to swish something for our palate cleansing. Oh, shut up and just drink it. What about the yeah. swishing? Now, while yeah. you're pouring that, Del- Father Rich, question. I've got a little bit of uh, coconut water here. They're not a sponsor. Get that off the oh, table. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lazy coconut- Susan for a reason, Look, if Ryan. the coconut water people oh, want to reach out to go. us. All right. We're just doing a okay. little bit at a time, guys. We don't want to. So this is the, which one is this now? This is the the red. The red. St. Michael's red. All right. Okay. Which sounds appropriate for St. Michael's, not the blush, Right. The nose on it is pretty good. The See, when do you nice. ever get to drink this much church wine? You always have a little sip when you go there, right? It's always sweet, isn't it? Like church wine, isn't it always sweet? That's really sweet. Yeah, that is. But church wine is always it sweet. O- it is. It's always not, sweet. No, no, it's not. Not in Europe. Okay. <laughs> not in yes, Europe. It, listen, we're well, trying saying, American like, Sacramento well, and, wine and even in, even in other even in other places, too. There might be there might not be a... Um, then maybe some of these are yeah, sweet. Yeah, there might be something different here. That's delicious. It's, but it's it's not bad. I like it. It's not bad. It's, it's, not bad. Uh, it's almost like a uh, like my mom drinks wine like this. You know. Mm-hmm. Right, let's let's keep that mm-hmm. in first place, and then as we go through, we'll replace them. We'll okay. keep we'll keep we'll right. make an order of. Let them. me get my phone. This is Saint Michael's. Notes. No, we don't even need to this. Look, let us play King of the Hill with first place, yeah, second that's... place. Well, I might have a, fir- a different first place here. I think, well, I think I we think, need consensus. Guys, I think the con- So we still have this one we're left. We're aiming that at consensus, yeah. That one's off the table. We still have this now. one left. So yeah. we're moving to what now? Chalice Concord. Chalice right. Concord. Hold Chalice. on. Keep that on the Lazy Susan. Okay. Well, right. you know what, everyone? And then put we the marker by there. Yeah, there, there you go. I'll take I'll take okay. Eric's. Yeah, Commander Sh- Eric Myers. Yeah, yeah. Right. shout out to Eric Myers. Spin it. Spin it. Oh, wait, hold on. Put Eric near me. What are you doing? All right, here we go. I got St. Dismas. All right. Spin it. Spin it. Spin it. There you go. All right. You know, this is the only time having a lazy season as our table's ever made sense. Yes. Chalice Concord. Here, we're going to put you by Jesus. Okay, this is Chalice Concord. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely grape juicy. Oh, that's grape juice. That is grape juice. What's well, Concord grape, man? It's like Welsh's Concord that is, grape yeah, juice. That's definitely in line with uh, grape juice for sure. Mm. I don't even I like it, though. That's, that's tasty. I actually prefer this one than the first one. I can't believe it's 12% alcohol. It tastes like grape juice. Turn turn know? the uh, turn them this way so I can see the name of them. Okay. Okay. 
Chalice, Chalice Concord, Chalice Concord and Michael's then Red. Michael's Red. So uh, I, I, I bet like the Methodists Ch- love that one because that's like Concord. Yeah, grape juice. that's probably true. Yeah, no, they use grape juice because they I don't know. care. Yeah, yeah. You know, I um, like Chalice Concord so far. I'm gonna right now. You're saying Michael's Red? I'm ambivalent to both of them. I'd say Michael's, Michael's Red, Red was better to me. Tastes more like wine. This is good. Right? It does. It tastes more. That's a good point. St. Michael's it tastes Red tastes more, more like wine. wine. I like the flavor of the Chalice Concord. St. Michael's Rosé. Like St. Michael, have you? Are you guys getting the the theme here? St. Michael is the bearer of wine. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's like a like Francis Ford Coppola man with this all of his wines. Spin it. There okay. you go. We got to follow. The okay, path. please. Okay, there you no go. No spillage, Ryan. No, you got to spin it right. All right. Spin it right. All right, St. Michael's here Rose. Rose. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. That's nice. Do that not is like very nice. I don't like. I'm I'm top of my list right now. Okay. I like Delacroix. this. This right, tastes me, like. Let me go back I mean, to it. I don't like rose wine. Yeah, that's very good. But this tastes very much yeah. like it's rose like, wine. This. It, okay. This it's is not very sweet. Good. It's not overly sweet. No. Okay. Now, how are no. we judging and this? Most rosés, exactly... most rosés are very sweet, and that's why I don't like rosés too much. Are we judging this on what is most worthy to be used in mass, or what would we like to drink outside Both. of this? Both. Because we want to drink it. The accidents okay. yeah. don't say the so, same. So I would they say, say the, the same. Right. I would say for mass, and I'd want I'd want my people to enjoy what we prepare. Yeah, I mean, there's to, there's an artistry to this. Look, when Jesus Did you changed just pour water, more? Into, <laughs> I'm gonna have it a little bit more. I wanna. All right, give me a little bit more, dude. If uh, oh my, right, my look, Commander Eric, no, Commander, hold on. This is good. This is good. I like this lazy Susan deal. It's good. It's, it's good. not a crisp. Rose, we lost Desmus. Which is what the good rosés are, you know. I it's don't very, know they, yeah, it's got a lot of sugar in it. They don't add sulfates to rosés, I don't think, either. Well, I so, think it's on the label. Huh? It's pretty sugary. It's on look, the at, label. look at the they fingers of this right here. Yeah. yeah. See that? It's a nice color. But you see it's how the, the, very the fingers nice, it leaves, the, nice the sugar coating? Oh, there? yeah, look at that. All yeah. right, we're spinning this one. So, okay. Uh, so what's next? So what's next is the pink Delaware. All right. Yeah, I got it right here. Now this it, now this one looks to me like the wine you see in a lot of masses. A lot that's of right. uh, you know they're always very kind of whitish red. They're not you don't see very many dark deep red well, wines. Well, in, in this, Florida, in Florida, I see a lot of uh, red wines being used. We use a red wine. A lot of the churches I've been associated with, we use a red wine. But one of the arguments out on the West Coast. Uh, from a lot of priests, because a lot of priests use colored wines like this, and they don't want it to stain the chalices that are more absorbent. Okay. And um, what's an absorbent chalice? It's like a pewter, like with a with pewter. like a yeah. A well, pu- doesn't a chalice have with, to be lined with, with precious coating, metals? Yeah, with a coating of gold a, or silver, like a gold or silver. So, and at times, after a long time of use, it starts to stain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wah, Goodbye, new I chalice. I chalice because I'm putting wine in there. Drink your pink Delaware, Delacrosse. The, the blood of Jesus right, is stained the pink in my Delacrosse. chalice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a horrible. Oh, you choking. You all right? Yep, I'm good. You went down the wrong pipe. That is the wine I know this as a kid. Yeah, this tastes like church wine. Yes. Totally this church is wine. This is the most, this is church wine yeah, right here. This is Unfortunately, it's called Pink Delaware. Well, it's, I mean, it's probably where but it's. But this, yeah, this totally reminds me of my childhood. Now. I don't know why St. Michael's not a part of that. I don't know. It's yeah. good wine. 
It's it not is. bad. It's very good wine. I mean, would you sit down and drink one of these? You know, I like would, if you have your friends over, would you I, I crack would open some, a, Like, hey, man, let's go crush some pink Delaware and play some ping pong or something. No. No? I'd eat it with some... You'd like, eat it? Huh? What? I, I'd drink it with some food, right? Like... I don't know if I've had any wine yet that I would say that I would have with a meal. Okay, I was trying you know, to. The Concord I was, was not trying bad. to give some to credit drink? to Sacramento wine. Well, wasn't that that was the that was the grape juice? Yeah, I mean it's not it's drinkable. It's oh a, yeah, that's true. It doesn't it's compare to like a great okay, wine. Okay, is it my turn here? But Pink Delaware. Why do I have the hard the hard pronunciation here? Hot Sauternes. Hot Sauternes. Can I see it? Yeah. Look. Is it French? No, these are all made in New How York. Sautern. I like it. You like, I like it? it? Yeah. I already like the co- I like the color of it. That's pretty. That no, that's like a straight up white. This wine. is a white wine, and you you can have BC? white wines during mass. You know, but that's me. You can have white or red or pink. You can have pink. or red. Or, but you, we, we that. <laughs> okay, let's check this, this one, out. This looks like a like a Chardonnay or something it does. like that. Tastes like Chardonnay. All of them are sweet. Have you noticed that? See, this is what we had in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't mess up How the... How's turn? Oh, I don't want to mess up our linen or chalice. Would you get out of here? The California Bishop's Conference said they don't want stained chalices. It harms the metal. The 12% alcohol is speaking in these guys. I don't know what they're talking about, so... All right, that one's good. That's like good stuff. Everything's sweet. So Everything far, sweet. so far, this is my number one. Really? I like that, and then I like the let's say Michael's point red. Point, can you point these in this direction here, Ryan? What was the uh, the one behind you? Pink Delaware. <laughs> you like that one? You like that one? I think. Look, you don't know. be ashamed. Look, if you like pink Delaware, own it. That's all right. It's okay, Father. Like, look, the next we one. still love you. Look, you can Saint roll Michael's up. blush. I'm blushing right now. You can roll up drinking pink Delaware, listen to Prince, and stop a dude out, and still be a bad dude. Like, don't be ashamed to like what you like. Hercules. My Hercules. Dad, my dad worked as a bounty hunter for a while, and his partner, Ron Saint Dog, Michael's blush. He used to drink the like the most like feminine drinks, but he was like a six foot six bounty hunter, and he'd drink like like drinks like like. Uh, Parasols in it and stuff like that. And he's like, I don't know what parasol like is. Like umbrellas and stuff like that. Oh. He's like, I like what I like. I don't care. <laughs> he's like, Why are you pouring me a half a glass over here? We were just trying it. Oh Chug. Chug. Maybe I'll like this the best. No, you do. He's got a St. Michael's crush heavy <laughs> portfolio going on right now. It is blush. They're all sweet wines. I don't like sweet wines. Oof, that's very sweet. It's all, all these are sweet wines. Mm-hmm. And you know what? New it, York wines are sweet, though. They, I, they always are. I don't drink New York wines. I drink Sacramento wines. I'm trying to think. Sacramento? I take a little tiny sip. Yeah. You know what? I think I liked the rosé the best. Uh, between the rosé and the house. All right, let's, line, let's line these up. We got... We got one more left. Let's let's do what we got. Well, no, this like, the, we went through all I'm the. I'm not Adidas. drinking all this. I don't know where to pour it so. in your mouth. No, come I'm on, chug it, chug it for the camera. Do it. You're for Ryan Anthony Delacross, <laughs> Anthony of the Desert or Anthony of Padua. What's his last name? Padua. Anthony, Anthony Zakaria. Anthony, <laughs> you're, you're, you're 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 rad. Okay. Yeah. Come on, just put it. Come down. on, Ryan Delacross. What's happened to you? Ugh. 
You've it's changed. sweet wine. I'm going to throw up. Come on. Uh, He's going to have such a headache tomorrow. Yeah, he is. Okay. All right, let's line them up. All right, let's talk about it. All right, we got Chalice Concord. I think that's going to be pretty low on the list. Yeah, Chalice Concord is going to be. The, I like the St. Michael Red. If we have I to like revisit that. any of them, feel free to revisit. I'm a red type guy. We had a St. Michael Rose. The Rose was. I'm going to go with the red as my number one so far. I like the red. And the Rose is my number one. I so like I, I'm, cool with, I'm cool with it's that all, lineup so far. Because if you guys are two on one, two <laughs> against one, uh, the Sauter, and that was not bad. It was the one you said this California. Yeah, Sauter was great. Okay, so why don't you? So we will. Put I think the that one here. There you go. There you go. So one, two, three, and then it's between the uh, Chalice Concord, which is the grape juice. Chalice Concord, which is the grape juice. Chalice and, Concord. Well, I mean, it's wine. It tastes juice. like grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it tastes like grape juice. And then the pink Delaware and the St. Michael's blush. blush. I like, yeah, the, we got to put the blush. I mean, it's all sweet wine. I said blush, blush was kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah. It has nuances of pink, sweetness. I think pink Delaware was better than the blush. Pink Delaware I know actually you like was, pink Delaware. It was actually surprisingly, as far as these wines go, not terrible. It wasn't bad. None of these wines are terrible. At the end of the day, it's sweet wine. What's so that? then, St. Michael's Blush Nobody's and then the Chalice Concord. Concord is the last place. Yeah, I think. I think. And then right. I think the Blush, and then the Chalice Concord. Okay. So the way we have it lined up right now, which I'm cool with, because I would put I would put the Rosé first. All right, let's 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 compare the Rosé versus the Red again, because it seems like we have, okay. we're not decided. That's okay. Right. All right. All right. For the number like one the spot. That's my. So what's number three right now? Number three is the Sauternes. I don't it. think that I don't think the Sauternes is going to have a chance to get to number one. So not to the, yeah. Spit it. There you go. Is this one my? Oh no, that's a. Okay. okay. Is this one? Yeah. Okay. So this is a a taste test between. This is the red. The red. Howard, do you want rose. any? No, he's working. He's not allowed to have any. All right. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Y'all stop sniffing it. It's sweet wine. Jeez, I'm trying to tell y'all. That's really sweet. It's super sweet. That's so it's sweet. Too sweet. It doesn't have any. I'm wine not a big taste fan of that. Me either. Yeah, I'm gonna why move do we, that down. Why do we play it? Why that's that's because y'all. That was the first one that y'all drank. Yeah, let's move. And let's move that. I move that down past the pink Delaware. Yeah, put that in between pink Delaware and the blush. Okay. All right. So this is all right. <laughs> Okay. I can like tell that. you one thing. I know that our sponsors are absolutely loving sponsoring this episode. They're like, this is the quality content that we signed up for <laughs> yeah. that we wanted to associate our brand name with. <laughs> I can't wait to fall asleep with Hallow tonight. Cheers to Hallow. Cheers <laughs> to Hallow. Cheers to man. All right. And cheers, cheers to our guys. patrons, guys. This one's for yeah, you, man. Cheers. Now, we got something really cool that when we finish this up, mm -hmm. I want to tell the patrons. Mm -hmm. No, we have another bottle here. No, we'll that's it. That. Yeah. We'll get there. The rosé. I'm sorry. All this stuff is sweet wine. I, I can't pick one or the other. It's like drinking because you don't have a discerning it's right, palate. It's like drinking Sunkiss and Doctor yeah, Pepper. I, I don't mind. I don't mind this for uh, for mass. Like I like this actually. I. You know what? See, but it's got this kind of. It kind of has like a. It looks a little bit like brandy. Yeah, it Pink does have Delaware. That yeah. That's my favorite. For uh, drinking the blood of Christ. All right, let's try the Pink Delaware one more time. That's my favorite. Put it on the Lazy the Susan. Price. This is what I've been used to my whole life. 
Whose is that? They're on the <laughs> regular position. Is that mine? That's, that's, that's mine. That's, that's mine. That's you. That's me. And now we're a little bit, we got to spin right. it a little bit more. All right. <laughs> All right. Pink Delaware. Pink Delaware. That's the best. I'm going to say that Pink Delaware is kind of the definitive Dude. church wine. That's it's, great. It's it's what everybody's drinking. Let me see that bottle. And it's in the middle of so if you're worried about. They're uh, all terrible. I would never use them in like, you know, a dinner setting. I, I, I wouldn't drink, say that see, they're terrible. I drink them after dinner. dinner. I drink them after then, dinner. If it's terrible and you wouldn't use them for dinner, why would you use them for the precious blood of Christ? Because it doesn't have sulfates and it's yeah, like, so, I don't okay. know, cheap. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think it's cheap. No, it's not cheap. I mean, I, it's not cheap. I when we found think, that out today. I also think we were used to probably. Do you buy six dollars bottle of wine? What's that? These are, I, that's a twelve dollar bottle. When of my wine. Gran, when my grandfather what, was alive, yes. Yeah, so one of my buy, favorite bottles of wine I used is to like buy the Carlo Rossi <laughs> gallon. You know, that's good. Burgundy, dude. That's you get good. the Campo Viejo Tempranillo. You can get it for ten. My dad drank. They had a little. Thing, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. My That's dad I got that, that my every night. And he'd put some seltzer in it. Yeah. So, guys, do we think we're in agreement I, my here? I didn't put seltzer, and he was a hardcore dude. <laughs> so, I think we're saying Pink Delaware is the definitive church wine. I, I mean, think it's the I one think, that I've I tasted so. the most. Yeah, this, I think is, so. this is the one that tastes like. Church. I think you guys are going to like this next one. Okay. All right, here we go. Now, this is what you use in so your deli. parish a lot. It's right? got a cork. Yeah, this is what I use in my parish. It's got a cork in it. It's got a cork. It's got a beautiful. Let let me take a take a hold of that real quick before. Yeah, no problem. We uh, so as you can see, there's a beautiful image of Saint John Paul II holding up a chalice, and this is a a very sentimental thing for me as a pastor uh, because you know a big shout out goes to the Molzer family who, in their former parish, they they were a part of a group that actually made sacramental wine in the tradition of respect for canon law and following all the prescripts of the church. And they they did that as a community. There was a number of people who did that for their church. And then they they supplied it in, in the uh, offerings to the church, and then it was used uh, for sacramental wine. So he's been, uh, you know, Mark and Amy have been uh, doing this along with the family and we the kids. We saw them jogging today. Yeah, we did. And, and, uh, and, you know, this is a beautiful, a beautiful offering to the church. So let's crack open that sacramental uh, wine. Let's and do it. Let's see. Let's see what you think. All right. All right, man. We're yeah. Like this. This is, is the, the mystery first, vintage. Let's this open is it up. the only one this, with the cork. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, here we go. We're gonna go in here. We're gonna get the cork. So they made this in their parish. Well, they make it. They make it at their house, and then they have them big vats. And uh, wow. yeah, it's in it's their house. In their house, and um, Jeez. and then they bottle it. And then, That's you know, awesome. they, they printed this beautiful image of St. John Paul II. Yeah. I just love it. freaking cool. It is. I'm telling you. There's a lot they of stores. They make it in their house. There's wow. a lot of stores now where you can go and get winemaking kits for at home. I bet you it's sweet. I'm just saying. I don't know. Let's see. Let's it, go. All right. Here we go. Amy and Mark. And Mark. Mark Moser, thank you very much. <laughs> going the wrong way on that thing. Now, this is the uh, ch- this is the wine you use in your parish. Yes. Okay. You use this exclusively, huh? Yes. Wow. 
Wow, that's awesome, man. That's quite the endorsement. Well, the thing is, is I, I truly believe in subsidiarity in every yeah, respect. I, like I agree. People in the parish making the wine. And, I and, love it, and man. I mean, if if we can move away from I love these it. huge manufacturing. I mean, nothing yeah. against the nothing against this company. But you know these these big manufacturing companies like we have roles and responsibilities to our local community and we've got to support that. All right. Oh wow. Now that's grape juice. See this this definitely tastes very relatable to the Chalice Concord. It's probably like probably the same type of grape. Same or... type of grape. Yeah. And you know very good. Very tasty. I, I would say that this has a um, maybe a a deeper flavor. It does. Yeah, it, it does right. without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt, I would prefer this to that for sure. Um, but the thing that I love the most is that the heart and the devotion behind the preparation. Well, it goes against. And then it's, it and goes it's just to that like prayer, the work of human hands. The work of yes. human hands. You know. Yes, in the parish. Exactly, yeah. it's in the parish, you know? and it's just something that I absolutely cherish. No, mm. you cherish in the parish. I cherish in the parish. Cherish in the cherish parish. In the parish. <laughs> I think we're going to all need naps after this show. I know, man. <laughs> well, not me. I can hold my alcohol. I mean, look, I could drink all kinds of Chablis and Rosé and be just fine, dude. All right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but it's I didn't joke. pour you a big glass either. I know. So I, could, uh, I could pour you a little bit more. No. Go get we, that Buffalo no. Trace. Now, we have an, a cool announcement. We do. So I think we have clear winner. Like, yes, Let's Let's line do. that back up so everyone can see. But funny story about this mm -hmm. okay so we wanted to do this episode and we needed some wine when we needed to try a variety That's right. so we called around and found out where we can buy a variety of sacramental wines and uh, we went down to the shrine of Our Lady of La Leche, and it's a church supply there. That's right. We went down to the mission grounds, and for Ryan and Ryan, it was the first time that they that they went down that to the That was really mission. cool. I appreciated going there. That's and awesome. It was one of the things I wanted to do down here. So, And Father Rich showed us around. Really an amazing place. You can really get a sense of history and the faith there, so that was really cool. And, and there's like a mystical element to the grounds as well. John F. Kennedy called it the holiest place in the country, mm. and it certainly is. And the first Catholic Mass celebrated in the United States was celebrated there in 1536. Yep. I mean, that's by Father Lopez. And it's a way that we, we could support the mission and, and certainly check out their website online. And, you know, it was just an awesome experience today. So we go there and we ask them, we're like, hey, we want a sample of all the wines. They don't sell wines by the bottle. Right. They sell wines by the case. That's right. We got six different kinds of wines. <laughs> we got, got of wine. We got six cases of wines. We went into the mission Nombre de Dios, and Very we nice. made it rain. Yes, we did. <laughs> we and we made it rain bottles. for you, okay? <laughs> we made it rain for you. So we need some help. <laughs> we need help drinking this. We cannot drink all of this sacramental wine. So what we're going to do is, for all of our patrons um, who sign up for this special tier, and all of our patrons for select tiers will send you a message, we're going to send you a bottle of this wine if you want it. Yeah. You got to like help it, us drink this. Yeah. Or reach out to us. Like, we bought a lot of wine. We were trying to buy this much wine, and we bought a lot of wine, and it, it kind of kicked us in the pants, and we know <laughs> some of you guys want some of this. And we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you. Absolutely. going to give it to you. Become a patron, please. <laughs> All right, so we're going to we're gonna give this wine out. Now, if you get stuck with the, um, the Concord... Chalice, I'm That's sorry. That's not bad. It's, it's not bad. We're going to send like it to you randomly. Absolutely. Okay? 
You know, not everyone's going to be lucky enough to get pink Delaware. <laughs> okay? But I know what bottle Ryan Delacross is taking home with him this evening. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. Dude, violence against a priest, really? Ryan? Sin. On a Catholic talk it's show? It's a sin, Ryan. He's a friend well, before I, he's a priest. I never remember that. No, he's not. Ryan, right here, He is Ryan, a priest. Huh? With, he You're going to punch this, Ryan? I'm going to punch you twice now. <laughs> you Wow. Yeah. This episode yeah. went there. You're terrible yeah, man. You're freaking right. Slavic. You're, ter <laughs> you're terrible. Yeah. I'm right. sorry. I'd like to apologize for everybody see, having to see this. <laughs> you don't even know me. You just don't even know what I'm going through. I know. We're really not. I mean, this is not. Listen, that guys. <laughs> I I the, the best wine I like tonight is the is the Molzer. one that the Molzers did. Yeah. For you and mm -hmm. your parish, yeah, yep. like that's a beautiful community-driven thing, mm -hmm. and consecrating that. I wish I could consecrate something, but if I if I could, I'd just do it like that, you know. And and that's what that's what I love about it the most. And I truly believe that every parish should have a ministry like that and Somebody, preparing, yeah, you're preparing the unconsecrated hosts and, the and hosts. you know and, yeah. and preparing the sacramental wine. It is a great devotional ministry, and I love that this is a part of our of our parish. And we love, you know, our patrons. And this show was so much fun, and we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. And, and we enjoyed have a lot this of one. bottles of wine for you. Yep. So it's coming your way, and you know, God bless you guys, and we'll see you. We'll see you next week.